You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Love is never stationary. Those are the words of Bob Goff. Right here I have two bikes. This is my stationary bike. I don't like it. It's boring. It doesn't go anyplace. But right here is my hybrid swim bike. And I'm able to ride around the neighborhood, to the park, around San Antonio. And I've been able to see all kinds of things. I love to see the sunrise, the sunset. I'm able to see the deer and birds and, and just all kinds of things. In, in the same way, that's what love does. Love moves. Love takes us places. L- love does. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 10. It's a story of the Good Samaritan. And, and when I say story or parable, uh, a parable is a story that Jesus would often tell. Uh, that he would have something from the culture, something that the people would know about, and then he would have a shocking ending. And and in the same way with this story, there's a shocking ending. Uh, The person who actually does well or does uh, what he's supposed to do isn't supposed to. What we see is we see an expert of the law, uh, a guy that was a religious teacher that would have known the first five books of the Old Testament really well. And he comes to test Jesus. I think he's trying to trap Jesus into saying something controversial. And he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And and Jesus, instead of answering the question, he asks him a question. He says, well, what's the law say? How do you interpret it? And, And this expert says, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, those are two things that you would find in the law. And Jesus says, yeah, you got the right answer. And the man had the information. What I think he struggled with was actually living uh, and and doing what this information had to say. And we find out the problem that he had. He had a problem with loving his neighbor. Because his next question is, well, who's my neighbor? Now, if I was Jesus at at this point in time, I'd say, well, your neighbor is everyone. You need to love everyone. Or or he could have said, well, what's the law say? Well, what's Leviticus 19.33 say? It says, treat foreigners well. Love them as yourself. But instead, Jesus tells a story. He says there was this Jewish man that was headed from Jerusalem to Jericho, coming down. Basically, he probably had come down from from the temple, from worshiping God, and he was going down this road that was a dangerous road. And and bandits end up beating him up and stripping him of his clothes, robbing him, and leaving him for dead. And now we see three different men. We see a priest, we see a Levite or a temple assistant, and we see a despised Samaritan. They were hated by Jews. And, and what we see is the first two men, that they see this Jewish man that's hurting, that's basically dead, and, and, and they walk one by him and they don't do anything. They don't show compassion. They don't show love. But the Samaritan man, the despised man, he sees him, he stops, he gets his first aid kit, he bandages him up the best that he can, he puts him on his donkey, he takes him and to get him help, he's generous, he says, hey, I'll, 
I'll pay whatever I need to for you to take care of him, take care of his needs. Now, all three men saw this man, but there was only one that actually stopped, felt compassion, and showed love. Verse 36 says this, Now which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits, Jesus asked. The man or the expert of the law said, The one who showed mercy. And then Jesus said, Yes, now go and do the same. See, this parable teaches that anyone uh, who is in need is your neighbor, anyone who needs help. The principle is that love doesn't pass by anyone. Love isn't just knowing what you're supposed to do. Love is actually doing it. About a year or so ago, uh, we were driving from my neighborhood, and there were some apartments, and there's this long sidewalk. And I see this man, and he's just out like this, laid out on the sidewalk. He's not moving. And, and I drive on by because we were in a hurry. But by the time I got to the stoplight, I, the Holy Spirit just like, hey, you need to turn around and, and check on this man. And I'm like, Lord, this is a little bit of a sketchy neighborhood. Do I really want to do this? A sketchy area. And, but next thing you know, I'm turning around, and, and I stop, and I get out of the vehicle. And I'll be honest with you, I stood several feet away and said, Sir, sir, uh, are you okay? Do you need help? He didn't respond. I move a little bit closer, and I'm looking around. And, and eventually, he wakes up. His eyes are about this big. He doesn't know where he's at or what's going on. And I say, hey, sir, can I call an ambulance? Can I call a policeman? Can I get you help? What's going on here? Uh, and as it turns out, I think that he was probably drunk. And he had passed out. And he wasn't very far from his apartment. So I end up helping him get up. And, and we end up... Uh, helping him move toward uh, his, his apartment. I, I, I tell you that story because i got to tell you, there was, I didn't really want to help him at that moment. But when you let the Holy Spirit work in your life, you do things that you normally don't do. And, and, and it was risky, and it was uncomfortable, and I was, wasn't really excited about doing it. But that's what love does. If you look in 1 Corinthians 13, and that's, that's the chapter and book that we've been studying. You'll see 15 different descriptions of love. And you'll also see 15 verbs. And 15 uh, verbs that, that show action. Love is an action. Love moves. Love does. I, I think about my friend Richard V. Uh, at our church. And he, he's a man that has been helping people for many, many years. He's an AC man, but he knows a little bit about everything, and, and he's just constantly helping people. But recently, he came down with cancer, and, and it's very serious, and he's having a really time, having a hard time breathing. And from time to time, I'll go and visit with him, and he'll say, Coach, that's what he calls me, and he says, Coach, can you pray for me? And I said, Of course, Mr. V, I'll pray for you anytime. And, and I'll spend time praying with him and, and just loving on him. And I said, Mr. V, I want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, especially during uh, this, this season. Uh, I want to make, can I, can I bring you groceries or anything? He said, I, I, I'm doing okay. He said, but the other day, one of my neighbors, AC broke. And I said, well, you didn't help him, did you? And he's like, of course I helped him. He, he said, 
uh, I went and got a kid to help me. Now, a kid is probably anyone under 40 for him. And he said, I, I sat down in a chair and I told that kid what to do, and we got that air condition going. And, and I just stood there amazed. And I thought, here's a man that's going through treatment, going through chemo and, and having a hard time breathing and fighting cancer with all of his might. And, and he's so tired each day, but he made time to go and love his neighbor because he saw someone that was in need. That's what love does. That, that, that's what love does. That, that's what 1 Corinthians 13 is. Uh, there's a pastor named Joe uh, Wetterwer, and, and he tells a story of how his granddaughter uh, came in one day into his office and said, I've got a superpower. He said, oh, really? What's your superpower? She said, my superpower is love. You know, we all have that superpower. And as Christians, when the Holy Spirit works in our life, we're able to love, we're able to love people even when it's difficult. As we said, love isn't always easy, and sometimes it's messy. But when we let the Holy Spirit work in our life, love overflows from it. One of my favorite authors is a guy named Brennan Manning. He wrote Ragmuffin Gospel and Signature for Jesus. And some of you may not know this, but Brennan wasn't his birth name. His birth name is actually Richard. And I found it interesting how his name eventually changed to, to Brennan. Hey, he had a childhood friend named Ray, and they, they played together out on the playground. They studied together. They bought their first car together. They double dated. Uh, they joined uh, the military. They went through boot camp together. They served on the front lines. And one day they were in a foxhole, and, and Brennan and, and Ray were there talking about their hometown of Brooklyn, and, and Ray was eating uh, some chocolate. And next thing you know, a grenade gets thrown into the foxhole. And, and, and Ray drops the chocolate, he smiles at Brennan, and he jumps on the grenade and dies. Well, eventually, Brennan became a priest, and they said, we want you to change your name to a saint. He said, well, I know who I want to change. I, I know what I want my name changed to. I, I want to change to Brennan after my friend that gave his life for me, named Ray Brennan. That's what love does. Love sacrifices. Love is an action. Uh, a, a few years later, Brennan was going or went over to Ray's house to talk to his mother. And they were enjoying coffee and talking about the good times. And then late one night, Brennan had this odd question. Or at least it seems odd to me. Uh, he said, do you think that Ray really loved me? And in back of my mind, I'm thinking, anyone that would jump on a grenade for you uh, definitely loves you. And, and, and Ray's mom gets up off the couch and points her finger and says, what else would Ray have to do to you to show that he loved you? And he said, at that moment, at that moment, I began to picture myself in front of the cross and the mother of Jesus, Mary, pointing her finger and saying, what else, what else does Jesus have to do to show that he loved you? Now, Jesus, or, uh, you may not be called to jump on a grenade, but you may be called to jump into a mess. And you may not 
figure out how you're going to navigate yourself through it. But that's when we rely on Jesus. That's when we turn to the cross and we say, Jesus, you're the example. Help guide me through this. Often we, we like to say, well, I'm the good Samaritan in this story. I'm the person that shows love. And, and that's what we want to encourage you to do. But I want you to picture yourself as the man that was beaten, that's left for dead. And instead of the Samaritan coming and helping you, I want you to imagine how Jesus came from heaven and came into this world. And he bandaged you up and he cared for you and he showed love to you. And he died on a cross to give you eternal life.